Hey everybody, how things going? Coach here? Hey, we are headed towards the holidays. You know, we just passed uh, trick-or-treat night, and now we're steaming towards Thanksgiving and the rest of the holidays. The change in weather. Let's talk about that a second. The change in weather can often trigger certain aspects in us as beings. Well, some of us anyway. And what I mean by certain aspects is kind of to check for and go over and assess preparedness for the harsher months ahead. You know, now there are those people, and I don't know if I'm talking to any of them, but it's not a derogatory thing. It's just that some folks could just give a crap and their life needle does not budge one solitary inch. They're focused on other things. And in some cases, I understand that, but they're also the ones that end up with uh, the service truck, the service vehicle out front, or something has gone wrong and someone needs to fix something, which could have been prevented. So this week, we are talking about the end result of not paying attention to certain things. Procrastination, deferred maintenance is the title of this week's episode. And when it comes to our landscapes and our property in general, it has a way of snowballing. So thanks for joining me. Let's get this topic rolling, shall we? Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Welcome back. Hey, many of you know, if you have followed us for any length of time on this podcast or the YouTube channel or any of the other little social platforms, that we recently got off the road from full-time RV travel and have established a home or a base camp in the area of northern Maine, of all places, huh? You know, in acquiring a piece of property again, I was thrown just almost naturally back into an assessment, a preparedness, not a prepper, but preparedness and evaluation mode again. It was like Weed Patch Ranch all over again, except this time, there's a little more severity involved. You know, we're up in zone three and four. The Mainers up here, they call it the snow zone. So I've been going around and checking and doing and knocking off little tasks here and there in order to prepare for the months ahead. Now, I don't know if we'll stay through the whole winter, but we are going to make a very big attempt at it and then uh, see how it goes. Now, although we got a very sound dwelling, a very sound home, there was plenty to do to prepare for the months ahead outside. A zone I have never lived in before being three and four and can only imagine what surprises lie ahead for me. You know, civilization is only a stone's throw away. So it's not like we're wilderness dwellers. I have rather enjoyed compiling chore lists and fix-it lists again. I really, really have. There have been several, I'll guarantee you that, pages that I have wrote up and wrote down. There have been several, and as I wrote them down, it got me to thinking. Maintenance, tune-ups, readiness, adjustments, certainly lifestyle adjustments, going from a 68-square-foot camper to two and a half acres and a 1,200-square-foot home, a home with long winters, with snow and oftentimes frigid temperatures. Not anything that this guy has ever experienced. I can remember a few times 
a few times when the temperatures got down into the lower mid-20s, and that was a newsmaker. It really was. Well, hell, there's going to be times where the 20s here is a balmy afternoon, and it's going to be something a lot more like 10 below, 20 below on some of those real frigid Canadian descending cold fronts that come down. So my whole six weeks of new home ownership was geared on what should be done, what could be done, and what needs to be done, and what would be nice to have done. Yeah, the nice stuff right now is probably going to have to be postponed until next year. I'm curious though, what does your list look like? Do you even have a list? And if you did, based on where you live, what tasks would you have on that list? Anything? Important stuff? Little stuff? Understand this. My list doesn't mean that your beer is running out on the patio fridge, okay? That's not a preparedness list, all right? I'm talking about, you know, things like, hey, how's the roof? How's the gutters? How's the drainage? You know, that kind of stuff. For us DIYers, we should always have some short-term and long-term list of things we need to inspect, repair, replace, and maintain year-around. Now, do I mean that every single day? Ah, hell no. No, not at all. But particularly, heading off into late fall and winter is really a time, just like the squirrels and chipmunks, just like the bears, just like everybody who prepares for winter in one form or a fashion, we should, as responsible homeowners, do the same thing. Now, your, your list may vary from mine because of where you live. And you may not have as many things to check as I inherited from the part-time owners that we bought this place from. Very unskilled people who did little outside the walls of the home. Now, everything they did on the inside, yeah, they hired out and they, they did an okay job. Deferred maintenance, though, can, can seriously be the bane of a homeowner's existence the kick in the gut as far as property values, certainly your checkbook if you don't pay attention to certain things, homeownership pride, and certainly confidence. All of these things can be a side effect in a negative way when it comes to putting off deferred maintenance things. Plus, the longer one defers the larger tasks, the tasks migrate from maintain to repair or replace and the cost of each step there starts to increase. Now, if money's no object and you don't give a damn, okay, well, whatever, it's, it's your home. But for most of us, you know, who live on a budget every month, it's important for us to mitigate and catch and nip things in the bud before it gets to a, uh, a replace stage. I mean, when you're talking about roofs, when you're talking about leaky windows or caulking around, you know, vents and that kind of stuff, these are things that you have to really pay attention to. For instance, forget to winterize your irrigation system outside. Don't forget that. We're, we're right on the cusp of where things should be winterized. Have somebody or learn yourself on how to blow that thing out so it doesn't blow up this winter. And when I say blow up, I mean freeze cracks, and then you got you got to replace. You can't repair those things. Or another one, forget to do... Uh, the chimney clean. How about repair fence posts that are not in good order whatsoever? And then the windstorms hit, okay? Roof shingles that probably should be, you know, replaced. And now working up on roofs, not everybody is comfortable doing that. 
but you know, a few shingles here and there can certainly save you thousands later on when something else goes wrong. And I mentioned drainage. You know, of all the times, cleaned out gutters after the fall leaves are down, downspouts especially, people are pretty good at doing gutters, but then they forget to make sure that those downspouts aren't clogged up. And the drainage system itself, if you have one. And if you don't have one, seriously consider it if you're in the rain zone. If you're in the snow zone, it's not going to do a whole lot for you right now. But make sure it's in good working order. And finally, how about bare wood siding being resealed? Cars prepared for colder temps. Like this week, my truck did not come with a uh, cold weather package. So I had to go out and get a block heater this week. I'm going to have it put in because I don't have the tools to do it myself. I don't have 14 millimeter Allen wrench and a breaker bar, but I'll get it done, right? So you got to know your limitations. How about your heating systems? Your heating system being expected and adjusted for burners and all that kind of stuff. Your wood pile stores, are they ready to go if you happen to burn wood a lot for your, your winter heat? All of this stuff is stuff that you have to have a punch list and make sure in the month of October that you have knocked some of these things off the list. And as we get off into November, they should be done. So you can concentrate on other things. Here's something that... Uh, I have seen in all zones, traveling and when I was contracting, and that is trees that should be pruned for safety. Not necessarily as just something to do, but maybe you got some dead limbs. Like around uh, Brook and Pond here, I have taken down a few trees now that are just dead snags. And yesterday we had a little bit of a thunderstorm squall come through and the winds kicked up really bad and just beyond our property line here i heard two big spruce trees snap it wasn't that windy maybe 20 mile an hour gusts maybe 25 just here and there but man some of those things were not in good shape and over they went so if you are in the snow zone how about your uh, your snow blowers uh, is your snow blower is your roof rake is shovels and everything in good shape do you need a new one? Does the one you have work? Have you had it serviced? Change the oil? Look at the, uh, the augers and everything. Got to make sure they're ready to go because the last thing you want is when you need it and it don't start and it doesn't work. And uh, It worked perfectly fine last March, but it's not now because you didn't stabilize the fuel or who knows why, you know, but make sure. One of the things that you really need to inspect and make sure it's there. Obviously, your punch list and some of the issues that you should pay attention to would be, you know, really specific to your area and your property. I notice up here at Brook and Pond, we have a, like we could get a quarter inch of rain. And because of the soil stratification and the, the composition of the soil, it's kind of a rocky, loamy type of soil. Man, we can go from a, a trickle in the brook to it coming down pretty good. It, doubles and triples just with a quarter inch or a half inch of rain. So making sure the culvert is clear, making sure that the it's not impeded, that you know we did that little bit of repair on the top of the culvert so we don't have any more erosion this winter. You know, just some things. For me, I really focused on drainage and driveway conditions. Uh, certainly my roof, there was a couple of valleys where some of the aluminum valley sheet metal had raised up and so I had to re-secure it down and re-caulk the edge. You know, just little little things like that. We have an in-floor radiant heating system from a, an oil-fired furnace. And so we've turned it on a few times just to make sure that everything's working. And, you know, the 
the system is in good working order because we went from 60s, 60s, mid-60s yesterday, and I'm recording this on Sunday, and boom, overnight we were in the 30s. Today, we're not going to get out of the 30s, and tomorrow, it's going to be the mid to low 30s, and we got uh, three to six inches of snow coming. So, it kind of pays off that, you know, you went out and did a few things, and a lot of you aren't RVers, you know, but maybe you have an RV, you're a weekend warrior, go out and enjoy it a few times a year. So, have you drained your water heater? If you're not using it anymore this year, have you drained the, the main tank? Have you looked and inspected the roof? Have you covered it? Have you covered the RV? These are, these are things that many times life gets in the way and we kind of go, oh yeah, I, I got to do that. But we don't put a reminder in our phones. We get involved with kids. We get involved with work. We get involved with life in general. So, you know, pay attention because the last thing you want is to be woken up by a chimney fire or some other catastrophic event within your home that could have been prevented. So for me, like I said, I focused on drainage, driveway conditions, electrical service, making sure it, where it was and what it was and what, how many amps, just familiarizing myself. The water heater is working well. The well is working well. However, I did notice that on my well, it was set really low. It was like 2540 or 2538. And it was, the pressure switch was a 4060. So I turned it up. I turned up. So now we have much noticeable improved water pressure when you're at the sink or in the shower or whatever. Something that, you know, you, you don't really think of. But there you go. I told you about the, the downfall trees that I've kind of, there's still a couple that, man, they're right on the cusp of my uh, capabilities. I don't have I don't have a cherry picker truck or anything else where I could go up and knock a couple of these birch trees down and they're kind of leaning towards the main power line that comes up the driveway. But I'll get them down safely if, even if I have to hire it out. We'll, we'll get it down. So as you can see, over the last, you know, four to five weeks, not much going on here, huh? How about you? Got a lot going on? Have a few things you got to catch up on? Other than watching the fifth NFL game of the weekend? Many times, many times we uh, fall into a very complacent state of mind when we have so many conveniences, so many automated conveniences. It should be at least at halftime or something where you go out and you look around and you check fences, you check gates, you check your tools, you check your, your machines, and then go back in and watch the second half. And then after the game, come back out. Check the backyard. Check whatever you need to do. Start checking them off. And then next weekend, maybe only watch three games and get a few things done. Many of us, you know, I have seen it. I've seen it in a lot of neighborhoods that I've lived in over the years, that I've worked in over the years, that we've seen that house in the neighborhood, the one that is really never cared for or barely cared for, just enough to stay above code enforcement or whatever. The one that suffers, uh, a uh, chimney fire or electrical problem, uh, the house that is totally blocked by huge shrubs and small trees because for one reason or another, it just fell into disrepair. It's the house where your kids don't want to go knocking on the door for trick-or-treat this week. Most likely it's not haunted. It reeks of just a lot of deferred maintenance. 
YouTube channels and TV shows have been made around these situations and these homes and are very, very popular, especially on YouTube, where you have the house is just not cared for and you got somebody who goes in and mows and blows and edges and trims and everything else, and he does it absolutely for free. And people sit there and watch that stuff, and he's got a million and a half subscribers. Holy crap, for, for doing that kind of stuff? Hey. He gets paid through YouTube. He doesn't need clients in that particular case. But on those houses, all could have been avoided in the first place. Except in those cases where, uh, for obvious reasons, Let, let's look at a few of those. Those cases where deaths in the family have occurred. Unfortunate circumstances have crept into the family picture. Those cases still lack a bit of support from family and friends and neighbors, though. I don't think everybody drives in their garage, the, gore, the doors go down nowadays, and nobody takes care of nobody. I don't know, between a litigious society, safety, everything. You know, it, it's kind of, it's sad. But that, that house there could be easily taken care of if, uh, you know, the neighbors got together and said, hey, let's mow and blow the, the Jones's front yard. You know, Mr. Jones had a heart attack and Mrs. Jones is too old and that, let's take care of it for him, okay? So be the leader in the neighborhood, and then you don't have that house necessarily. Now, consider what those homes do to the property values and the neighborhood as a whole. The effect of that house or these houses in the neighborhood have on people of the block. Certainly not a positive effect. It's kind of the, you drive by the house and you frown, rather than you drive by the house and smile. That's literally what deferred maintenance can do to people and to a neighborhood. So I think about those people who are unable to care for things the way they used to or the way they'd like to. The folks uh, like the elderly, uh, the infirmed and ill, the handicapped. It would greatly help communities if we did what they did in a bygone era of offering to help and lend a helping hand, not a handout. Neighbors helping neighbors without reciprocity or debt being expected. None of that. Yep, deferred maintenance, deferred maintenance in the landscape, in the home, have a way of tilting the scales in a negative way for our owner and others as well. But a practice of staying up on things, writing them down when you see them, not procrastinating, and making every effort to DIY the list is critical really is. It's critical to preventing that slippery slope into a disheveled landscape and a home in general. Now, I am not speaking from a pulpit. Understand that. I am certainly not a perfect person in any way, shape, or form. I certainly cannot afford to have all things done by others or a long list of things done right away. So, I cover the things that are critical to my landscape and my dwelling and my transportation, do what I can to bolster those things that will need attention in the mid-range, you know, and then save up some dollars here and there for projects in the near and mid-term future. Like right now here at Brook and Pond, I can't consciously think about jumping off into major landscape projects right now especially not being used to uh, the area and not knowing all the sourcing and sources of materials and stuff right now. Now, if I hit the lottery this week, 
and like Maestro always tells me, well, you gotta, you gotta play it to win it. But if I hit the lottery this week, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I can find somebody to come in and do everything. But it's, it's just not the way I am. It's not the way I'm carved out of the, carved out for this world. It really isn't. So in wrapping this up, the, the curse of deferred maintenance is a serious, real thing, and certainly not something to be trifled with in any way, shape, or form. Take little bites, little bites of improvement here and there. Build your DIY confidence, prioritize your needs, and farm out the tasks you cannot do yourself, either from physical limitations or safety limitations, whatever it might be. I will assure you this, though. If this has not been your way of life, and a habit you have not adhered to, be prepared for a jolt, literally an electrical jolt of pride and accomplishment when you do start doing this stuff yourself. You're up on top of it. You're on top of the, the elephant in the room. And those things are good. And you don't have to think about whether X is going to work or does my car need a new battery or is the tree that's leaning way too far towards my neighbor's house safe? You've addressed it and you've taken care of it and you will sleep that much better at night. You know, let's face it. Yes, you may have to sweat a little. Darn. You may have to acquire a tool here and there. You might have to attend YouTube University. But you always have a coach at your disposal for suggestions and advice when it comes to the landscape and many home maintenance issues. Right here. Hey, I'm here at your disposal. You know, take pride in what you own. I mean, you make a mortgage payment every month, and it should be in top-notch condition. It should reflect that you are proud of living where you live. And if it is not an ideal situation, as you remembered it years ago when you first took occupancy in the neighborhood, change your surroundings as best you can. You know, you only get one life here. You get one life. So make the best of it and puff your chest out and do the best you can to show off the hard work that surrounds you every single day. Your home and your yard. You have worked hard for what you have and what you can afford, so why wouldn't you care for those things as best you can? And in the end, when called for, Reach out and ask for help from those people you know and trust. Then, return the favor when you are called upon. This is not constantly asking for help and never offering your own help. That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape, or form. Be a good friend. Be a good brother-in-law. Be a good family member. And then when they, need, when, when they need help or you need help, everybody comes to, the, to your aid. And that's how, that's how things should be. Once many things are back in shape and you have completed your punch list of tasks, sit back and enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, it may be cold. Yeah, it may be wet. But you know that everything above you and around you is in good shape. When the weather permits, go out there and you know, stroll with a morning cup of coffee and view your work and view the pride in your yard. You may have a couple feet of snow out there. But hey, you took care of it with the snowblower that you know that works. You've, you've cleared the snow off the roof. You've done whatever you've had to do and enjoy it. It's, it's a sense of homeownership pride that everybody should experience time and time again. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I have for you at this episode. Deferred maintenance. Don't get sucked down that rabbit hole. 
many thousands and thousands of people do every single year. So help yourself out. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And as always, to your landscape and home success, I'll see you guys next week. Hey, don't forget the website, would you please? Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for those who have visited and those who picked up a book or a checklist, whatever, whatever you happen to find there. I really appreciate it. Take a look over on Patreon too. We have a Patreon page open and we have some extra bonus items over there for you to peruse. If you are of a mind, no pressure from me and I will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye for now. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show and we'll see you right here next week.